Hello friends, it is Sean here and I am delighted to have your company. Thank you for inviting me in to wherever you are today. And of course today we will continue reading through the Gospel of Mark. And I wasn't kidding when I talked about Mark being this page-turner of, of a writing style. I love the way he begins each stanza, not with a simple statement, but with a joining time frame like and then, and once again, or now, you know, he brings it into the immediate. So this, this for a long time was actually a gospel that people looked down on because they believed that it had been copied from the other gospels. But much later on, they realized through, through the analysis that this was indeed written on its own and written in this engaging way that the reader just can't put down. So enough from me. Let's continue not putting it down as we read together Mark chapter 2. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowering the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts, and he said to them, Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Get up, take your mat, and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Once again, Jesus went out beside the lake. A large crowd came to him, and he began to teach them. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at a tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him, and Levi got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but those who are ill. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. Some people came and asked Jesus, How is it that John's disciples 
and the disciples of the Pharisees are fasting, but yours are not. Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? They cannot. So long as they have him with them, the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and on that day they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the cornfields, and as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some ears of corn. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abiathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Jesus, you have a way of turning on its head some of the things that we hold dear that over time have become confused and convoluted. As we hear this story, as you speak to the Pharisees, it seems so clear from our point of view. But Jesus, I'm aware that there are many ways that we live our lives, that we are unaware that we do things that are counter to your kingdom. And we live in ways that are not consistent with the way you want us to live in love and forgiveness and grace and harmony. Holy Spirit, convict us of the spaces in our lives where you would have us live differently in a way that's more consistent with your kingdom. Change us. Make us ever more like you, Jesus. We lift you up and praise you. And in your name we pray. Amen.